Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Birmingham League Show. With your hosts, Will Parton, Sam Whitney, Chris Mole, Harry Chandler, Matt Swift, and me, James Hurl, for your latest dose of all things Birmingham League cricket. Welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast, Birmingham League Show. And for the first time, we're recording virtually on Zoom. Hopefully the last time we have to meet like this for a long while. You can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag Cow Corner and Cow Corner BDPCL to interact with us or at tag Cow Corner Pod on Twitter and Cow Corner Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway, I'm joined by Sam Whitney of Bridge North. Chris Mole of Schiffnall, Harry Chandler of Wem, and the God with the gloves, Shrewsbury Cricket Club's very own Matt Swift. How are we, guys? Evening. Very well, thanks, Jimbo. Jimbo, we got a drop. Swifty, are you ready to take back that God with the gloves since Ben Folks has come back on the international scene? He's a pretty good looking, isn't he? But I'm behind him somewhere. Who had 35 seconds of Chandler's first mention of Ben Folks, anyway? So good, though, isn't he? Sweet steaks. So I would ask whereabouts we're all uh, recording from, but uh, to be honest, I'm not really interested about everyone else. I'm just interested about Swifty. Whereabouts are you, mate? So I'm currently, guys, um, if you just want to work inside my crib, I live in a hot tub 24-7. You can see the lights behind me there. But uh, hopefully in the near future, when COVID's gone, Cow Corner podcast can be within a hot tub. Sounds great. So... It's actually nice to be together and not actually just seeing what, how many rings we're all uh, closing on our Apple Watches because yeah. that seems to be the thing at the moment, guys. A bit of a pre-season training in the motion, Muzz. Yeah, it's in very bad shape after Christmas, I think, as much as anything, mate. I think. <laughs> you don't really catch me very often in shape, but you caught me very out of shape after Christmas. So, <laughs> I think this is unfair to talk about Apple Watches when old Harry, I don't know if I've probably got a Fitbit. I've got, I've got Samsung there. Health, mate. He's definitely got a cat. Samsung health. And you've got a Samsung phone. Can we please take him off his podcast? <laughs> like, seriously. Can we get him off his pod? I haven't smashed my goals to uh, my rings today, though, so I'm fuming. So if I go off 
because I'm doing some press-ups in the kitchen. Yeah, so there's been a lot that's been going on since the last podcast, which seems, I don't know, it seems like ages ago since it was like the Christmas special. And uh, yeah, a, a lot of beers were drunk that night. It was top night, wasn't it? Great night. Yeah. Very good night. Oh, very, very, good. very good. Very good. Some good singing. Some good singing going on. The jumper's nicely tucked away in the uh, wardrobe, ready for next year, though. So yeah, the jumper's very important to getting that back out. Yeah. I steamed mine the other day, just in case you never know. You never know what's going to go on. <laughs> yeah. right. Sam wears it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> My, mine got a good wearing up until about Jan. Well, all the way up until the, f- the first week of January, and then I was like, right, I can't really wear this anymore. So, uh, but yeah, we'll get some more jumpers and more merch out as soon as possible. But anyway, let's get on with the show. Here's what's to come on episode five of the Birmingham League Show. On episode five of the Cow Corner Podcast's Birmingham League Show, we discuss the latest league news. Will the league start on time? We break down the 2021 fixtures in all competitions, picking out our games to look out for. We chat tees, kits, and much more, as well as answering your questions and, of course, we talk about all the latest transfer news. All this and much, much more on another bumper episode of the Cow Corner Podcast Birmingham League Show. So as things are nowadays, the biggest news has been that Boris has come out and set out his roadmap for us to come out of lockdown. And the big news coming out of that is that outdoor sports will return towards the end of March. So guys, positive starts on what looks to be like there will be a full cricket season. Yeah, it hopefully all looks that way, doesn't it? Looking like we'll be able to get out on the 29th, isn't it, I think? So it's all looking definitely more positive than it probably was a month ago. Mm. I mean, compared to this time last year, I think this time last year we were just kind of noticing the magnitude of COVID and uh, possible lockdowns and everything like that. Quite nice to have what seems to be a clear run through to the cricket season, Sam. Yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm still not too sure about it because... I'm uh, not sure if we're going to get a full season, but I'm hoping it's not regionalised again because I don't think anyone wants that. I think we all need that competitiveness with promotion and relegation. But um, yeah, it's all looking a little bit better. Yeah, hopefully we can get out, start training and yeah, get into the season from the mid-April. But um, yeah, I'm still not convinced it's going to happen, but we shall see. Swifty, what do you think? Do you reckon we'll get a full season in this year? Um, not sure, mate. Look, I'm, I'm very hopeful. It all depends on, as a country, how we do. So, fingers crossed we can all play because I think I agree with Sam what he's saying. You know, that relegation and promotion thing is something for you know, people to look Well, not relegation, but definitely promotion, something to look forward to and you know, to try and better yourself. So, fingers crossed, mate. But the regionalised stuff last year was, was pretty fun as well. You know, it's good to play against mates, but it's always good to, you know, go against people that you haven't got as a strong relationship with. Mm. And Harry, it would have been Wem's first season in the Birmingham League, looking to potentially getting outside of Shropshire this year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, I'm. to be fair, I'm ever the optimist, so I'm going to go with, we're going to get full season in. Um, hopefully, you know, that's the case. And yeah, it should be a lot of fun going to a lot of different grounds as well that we haven't visited before. So yeah, should be a completely new experience for us. And yeah, optimistic I am about hopefully it all going forward. Something that's interested me as well is uh, how how much of a preseason people are going to get and how much that's going to affect the cricket coming into the first few weeks. Do you think it's going to have an effect on scores? I think it will, mate. Yeah, massively. So. I know that most clubs will have, you know, start of January, they start having some sort of net sessions at Shrewsbury School. 
you kind of need to get yourself ticking over before you start or yeah, it, it all depends on on what your preparation is i mean i prefer to have a bat and i'm sure when the when the lockdown's lifted that we'll all be we'll all be in the nets together having a go i don't think it makes a massive massive amounts of a difference because we're all amateur cricketers you know it's completely different if you're playing to a professional standard but i don't see why it would make a huge difference mm, but it'd yeah. be nice to have one i think it um, i think it might really help kind of clubs availability like, mm. no one's really been doing anything for three months have they so Fingers crossed if we can get out. I think everyone will be looking forward to get out, get amongst it, and hopefully playing playing a bit of cricket. And um, hopefully that'll you know kind of lead on to a rise in numbers of people that are around on a Saturday and willing to give up the day. Whitney will be in the next bowling to himself for fucking three hours straight every day. <laughs> That's <isn't> true. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um, because the start of the season is white ball cricket, I, I think everyone's going to be in the same boat. Because oh, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure everyone <laughs> why Swifty did it. <laughs> oh, my dog's just come out to the hot tub. <laughs> She's crying because I've not come in. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's going to be white ball cricket, and you know I can't see too many clubs pre-season. I mean, um, a lot of white balls, like spare balls, knocking around to, to train with. So I think it's going to be pretty similar to what it would have been anyway. So to be honest, I think there's going to be some big scores with this white ball cricket anyway. So we're just going to have to wait and see. See what happens. I think it'd be exciting. I'm looking forward to it. Colour kits and, and stuff like that, an excuse to get some some new gears. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I'm Standard. looking forward to gears, I'm looking forward to white stuff. Yeah. You've oh, got to have a, a, a specific pair for what specific pair of gloves for white ball cricket, haven't you, Swifty? I've got you I've know. got black and white gloves. There you've you got go. to, exactly. You've, you've got to be a good player to wear them, I reckon. So I know, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can it's, it's not how many runs you score, it's how good you look in it. Yeah. And if you walk out looking look, unbelievable, look, everyone's going to be like, look. remember when you were younger? Remember when you were younger, right? And you used to play football and someone come out in like a brand new pair of Preds with a tongue down. No matter how bad they were, you'd be like, this lad can play. You put them on free kicks, didn't you? You put them on free kicks. Yeah, all the time. Yeah. Oh, lads, get them on the free yeah. kicks. He's got a pair of Preds. If you, had the, if you had the tongue down as well, like Bex, like the, the proper folded tongue. Yeah. So, you know, and the, the big lace folded over. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know. You know, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same principle, yeah. right? If you've got all the gear, yeah. look, mate, look, look you good, are, feel I'm, good, play good, Swift. Oh, mate, that's it. Like, if I get zero, but there's a picture of me getting zero <laughs> on the blue kit. Yeah. Bro, yeah, exactly. Something I'm interested. In, what's the litter choice? Is Missouri still the one, or are we looking more towards the Shrey Air? That's the uh, that's the big. Debate. I'm a Shrey. I'm a Shrey because George and I gave me a free one. About three years ago, and I'm not. I'm not changing it. I, I just hopefully get my cap on as quick as I can, really, because my my glasses fog. No, no, no. I, can't I want it. you in that red helmet. No, uh, yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. I, was I think everyone red, does. Red lid. Red lid. Oh, you went to Australia, did you? Oh, I can only red bat. My new lid. Oh, you can't see. How many beers is Swift yet? How about you, Muzz? What's your litter choice? Whatever I can find, really, mate. I'm, <laughs> I'm not a kit man, really. I'm just, I think everything in my bag is borrowed slash probably stolen. Bat in the floppy. Bat in the floppy, yeah. Whereas Chando, no, I can imagine you're like three of everything, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I was looking at batting gloves there and thinking, I think I'm going to buy four pairs. Four. Um, I won't need them. I'll probably get through two, but, you know, it's nice to have the options there, isn't it? Will you know? Yeah. It's quite an alpha move when you're yeah. batting, really, isn't it, to ask for a change of gloves. 
exactly. Especially when Harry's on. Like... Got to impose yourself on the game. <laughs> if you're no good, then you know, call for a pair of gloves. I am the sweatiest man in the world. Like I, I sweat so much. And after like four balls, I actually need to change my gloves sometimes because my hands are dripping wet. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember someone coming out in like I think it was like reserve division two Shropshire cricket. Um, halfway through halfway through his innings, he was on about ten. Asked for a pet change of gloves, and the, one of the lads walked out with about five different pairs. I was like, "Who do you think you are, mate?" But uh... barely played before. What a guy! Love him. Love him already. <laughs> he is. Love him. <laughs> man of my own heart. Yeah, that is. But they have like five bats as well, all the same, all stick it up, just a couple of yeah. grips. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we've, we've cheap eBay stickers just to make them look the same. Yeah. A Red Bull sticker on the bottom. If you do see anyone doing it throughout the season, <laughs> do do send them in and we'll uh, we'll name drop them during the podcast. <laughs> I did actually, I found yeah. my, my stickers are going to go, my cow corner stickers are going to go on my bat this year. Oh, good lad, good lad. Oh, There's going to yeah, be some new ones I as well. I think I might have lost mine. Although, although I did say on one... On one of my net bats, I'm going to put one of those Andy Harrison stickers right across the middle of it. So any balls in the net 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 bat, hopefully I can get a net bat. To be fair, being made of Charlie Homer has its pokes. Name drop? Is that a name drop? We're really good at acquiring bats. Net balls, but not net bats. But that's yeah, well. He's got net gloves. I bet you've got numbers written on your gloves, like one, two, three. Ah, uh, no. Because my handwriting's really shit, so I can't do it really small so it looks all neat, so it just looks shit. I bought a new set of batting gloves, and I think I scored about three with them in the first game, and that was it. Never used again. <laughs> Grey nicks. I bet they're green. That was I'm, wait, I'm waiting for that. He's, he's going to come yeah. full circle to... Uh, <laughs> to... Jimbo, uh, you're a Grey nicks man. You look like a Grey nicks man, you do. Grey nicks Woodstock. Bit of both. Oh yeah. Oh, don't go both. Oh, you're disgusting. Oh, <laughs> I'd, I'd like not the same. Not not the to same. Be fair, Swift. Mate. I'd like to test out some Grey Nick stuff. Ambo just takes it. They want to send some stuff for me to have a look at. I never. I've never. I don't. I can't remember last time I bought something properly. And now. And now I've got Swifty to pass me all his old stuff. So and that's a lot. Oh, I've got some. I've, a lot I've got some of of Has he given you any <laughs> wiki keeping well. gloves yet? Oh, he saw. He saw it. He sorted my brother out with uh, keeping gloves and pads. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes so. So before we get onto the next section, uh, the league announced a, a few things in the start of February. Uh, before we get onto the latest, latest news, uh, the main thing of that is payment of players. Following a meeting with the club chairs held on Monday, the eleventh of January. The Cricket and Registration Committee has confirmed that the Birmingham League will not be introducing any regulations that restrict payments to players. Clubs have indicated that it should be their own responsibility to, quote, live within their means. And provided that the club infrastructure regarding junior cricket and their own ground and facilities are not neglected, there's no compelling reason to introduce any regulations. Now, obviously, this is quite a big topic that we spoke quite a lot about when we were quite pissed on the, on the last Christmas episode. Any surprises there? I don't think there are, is there? No. It was always going to happen. They're never going to be able to police it. And it seems that in, in these meetings, it seems to be the same guys who bring it up and I mean, sometimes it's the uh, it's the clubs that are the worst for it. So yeah, I, they're never going to be able to police it. And if you if your club's producing, you know, local players and the junior section is strong, I mean, if they've got the money, why not? They they might as well spend it, aren't they? Mm. But yeah, yeah, it's it's as 
it's almost as soon as a couple of clubs start doing it, more are going to do it, more are going to do it. it, it it's here. It's here to stay. It's not going to change. And, you know, as long as clubs are spending in the kind of with the goal of improving their club, then you can't knock it, can you? No surprise from me. Um, I don't really think they should bring something in, in against it. I think it was the discussion we had before was more about the morality of, of players actually taking it. And, uh, yeah, what, what type of players should take it? Not really going at it, any particular club in particular. So, no, no surprise. Uh, Mike Barnard, friend of the podcast, he, he posted out, he said, uh, how on earth does a regional amateur cricket competition with no prize money have to even discuss a salary cap? Throwing up emoji. Paying overseas, bringing a pro, get a coach, pay for things that improve your club and environment. Don't pay every run-of-the-mill club payer 50 to 100 quid a week because he might go somewhere else for cash. If everyone stops doing it, the problem goes away. What's a, what's everyone's thoughts on that? Spot on, Mike Jimbo. Barnard? Absolutely spot on. Yeah. Perfect. That's, well, that's well basically said, the discussion we had, wasn't it? That is, that is it, though. There's no, like, people forget there is no prize money in winning the league. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, an absolute, there's zero, right? Yes, it looks good that you're the, you, you've won the league or you've got into the Birmingham League or whatever, but say when win the, the league this year and they come up, they, they don't get any money for it. There's nothing happening. No. They just go up into the league. Like there's nothing. There's nothing behind it. So I understand you want to be the it's, best it's, team, and that's, that's really good. But it's not. It's not exactly like the football pyramid either, is there? Where we can't. You can't no. go higher than the ceiling that you're already at. So you know, there's there's yeah. there is no point in spending absolute arm, leg, and a shoulder, is there? It's uh, yeah. It's a little bit different in a We've football season. We've discussed this before, you know, though, haven't to, we? Yeah, if you get to a different step. You know, you can play in the FA Vars or the FA yeah. Cup, and you can earn money for your club. But there's no such thing as there's no such thing as the FA Cup in in, in cricket, is there? You know, we don't all play against each other. There's no, professional exactly. yeah. cricket. That's it. So, no, I completely. Mike Barnes' tweet there was is is bang on, and I think everybody. Yeah. Look, I get that you people want to do well and whatever. And yeah. Success for their club, and that's fine. You know, I've got no problems with that. If you if you want to win the league and you want to do really well, ace. But there's nothing at the end of. There's nothing at the end. There's no. There's no prize for it, is there? Isn't it's that, just, there's no. There's no point killing your club to do it, is there? Yeah, yeah, I think. I think there's there's an element of. I understand every club want. You, you've got to want to do as well as you can. Else, what's the point, really? Yeah, of course. But, but as long as you're doing what you're doing, what Mike says is spot on, really. As long as what you're doing is sensible within the realms of what your club can do, then you can't knock the club individually for doing it because. Mm. You know, certain clubs will have the ability to go and do X, you know, without it having any real significant impact on the club. But as long as that is the case, then fair play. You, you know, if the goal is to try and win the league, the goal is to try and win the league. Mm. Don't knock the future of your club by doing it. Yeah, I think, I think looking from a player's perspective, though, it's also their choice. If they're going to get offered money to play at a certain standard and they don't mind getting that money and playing a certain standard an extra 100 quid a week to play somewhere else I understand why people do it Jimbo like I have if you're say you're a father of three kids and you know you're a very very good cricketer and someone offers you a couple hundred quid a week to play cricket and it's cash in hand then then fair play to them I've got absolutely no problem with it but if you're a young lad and you're trying to you know you're trying to enjoy the game because let's face it you know if you're not the way that cricket's going now and the amount of people that aren't playing cricket that are good cricketers right if if you're motivated by money to play cricket, then I don't see the like, no don't see the real reason sad, why playing. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. But but I understand why people drop in standard if they you know if they need some cash. You know, there's somebody 
somebody's yeah. offering you a good cash to go and play at a, a certain level, right? Mm. But cricket, I see as a game to play with my friends, to enjoy. I'd rather, I'd rather play with 11 blokes, well, 10 blokes that I like, than 10 blokes that I don't know, or, well, I'm never going to get paid anyway, but, you know, I'm, so, I'm sure somebody in a different position has got that opportunity. And, mm. you know, that's cool. It's, it's, it's cool with me. The thing that got me hooked as like a 10, 11, 12-year-old kid with cricket was genuinely the camaraderie around the club and, and stuff like that. And obviously my old man played at Wem and, and being at the club and being there till like 9, 10, 11 o'clock at night, everyone, you know, getting around each other and having a great time. That's what hooked me on the game. And I think when you when you go and sell yourself to different clubs for an extra tenner, you know, every week, it's sort of like that completely diminishes that sort of attitude around cricket and what... For me, what what's great about about cricket, you know, it's almost some of some of the off the field stuff is genuinely better than the on the field stuff, and you know, well, that, that's why this is going so I well, think, though, really, isn't it? Like you think about it, we're four lads that all play yeah. well, five lads, six lads that all play cricket, and we're just having a laugh about yeah. cricket. Mm. If it yeah, came exactly. down to it, and one of and Jimbo turned around and said, "Well, one of you's actually being paid to be on it," you know, you start being like, "Well, I add more to the podcast," you know. That we we spoke about it last time, you know. <laughs> That, that cash, if you if you start playing better than the player that's being paid, you know, it'd be exactly the same thing on here. Oh, Sam Whitney's being paid to be on a podcast. But hold on. He mumbles half the time and no one knows what he says. <laughs> Sam, I told you not to tell anyone, mate. Well, no, I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, do you, not, do you not pay all the lads? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, catches. You, catches. you are right. No one, no one can understand the word I say. <laughs> <laughs> Does it lose its soul a little bit, though, if you, you know, the enjoyment of it? I don't know. Do you, do you enjoy it a little less if you know that you're in a team full of players who are getting paid? Or do you, or do you think that you'd lose the enjoyment a little bit more from getting paid, do you think? I think, think about it, Jimbo. Go on, sorry. I'll, I'll go after you. Yeah, I, like I, think, I, I, think it is, I think it is difficult. When you, you see some of like, the young kids and you hear someone getting 50 quid here, 100 quid here and there, um, I think it is difficult when you look at the teams who've got local lads who've done it for years and years and years, and and they're going to look at they're going to look at these kids and think, if you're getting paid, why like why why am I sitting around here not saying anything about it? And yeah, I think I think it is difficult for for guys in that in that sense. But um, but when it when it comes to some guys getting paid, I mean it's a lot of pressure on a young lad coming in. I mean they're going to have to you know they're going to have to start scoring runs, taking wickets, and you know, warranting getting paid that money and mm. I think it's a lot of pressure on a young lad and they also I mean they also get a bit of a reputation for it as well and I mean yeah. I, know, I know some lads who, who've been paid by two or three clubs and you know yeah you, everyone knows about it and you know it's I don't think it's a good thing and your, your reputation proceeds then doesn't it as well like I know you a lot of people that every cricketer that says it right but you, Jimbo said about you know you're taking the love out of the game I'm pretty sure Right, that if you scored fifty with all your mates and all your mates around, or you score, you know, you get even you get thirty odd not out with all your mates and you've won the game for your friends, right? That is a better feeling than picking up fifty, six, whatever, however much money it is, right? Can you hear my dogs in the background? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, that's but that's a better feeling than you know getting naught. Like you, you buzz off your mates. The thing about cricket. Is, doing well. Yeah, and it's not always you that's going to do well, you know, and it's so much better when you watch your friend do well, you know, than somebody that's being paid £100. Well, no, it's not better than my friend to do it, but, you know, it's, it's better to watch your friend score runs mm. than somebody that's being paid by your club. Do you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I think it was either Mark Wood, Steve Harmison, or Simon Jones. I can't remember which one of them it was, but I overheard them the other day and they were saying like their dad, when they started playing cricket, was like, son, you're going to have a lot of shit days, so make sure you enjoy the good ones because they're few and far between. And that's, that's yeah. very, much, very much the way, isn't it? So when, you know, when you have those good days and you've scored those runs for your mates, it makes it so much better, doesn't it? Absolutely spot on. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Yeah, so that pretty much was it up until uh, we obviously had some fixtures announced, which we're going to go on to the next section. But just before that, more recently, they had another meeting, uh, which, well, all the clubs were represented. And our very own Muzz, or Chris Mole, you were there, Muzz. How was it? Yeah, it virtually was there. Yeah, yeah, so the kind of the gist of everything is everything's still a little bit up in the air, I think. Um, I think more will be known. I think it's the 22nd is when they're expecting more announcements a week ahead of when things get eased up a little bit. I think the league are just hesitant to commit to anything, which is understandable. I, I fully understand, you know, the, the last thing they want to do is commit to something now and then three weeks' time be told they can't do it. So I think we are still waiting a little bit for exactly what fixtures, exactly what the format's going to be. Um, we're all hoping that it's going to be a normal full season being played as, as it would be. I think the rules are here to stay with sanitising breaks and whatnot and the other things. I think with, um, I think, you know, there'll be no teas for a while. I think obviously indoor stuff's not kind of available till mid-June or July, is it, or whatever it may be. Um, so there'll obviously still be restrictions in place. The league are playing it by ear and, and as much as we all want to see a full competitive normal league, you know, myself very much included, I do fully empathise with the league that, it's a pretty difficult time to be on the committee of a cricket league at the minute and yeah. trade with them for anything. Any chat about promotions, relegations, or what may be happening with league setups, or is it just all just a case of? What yeah, it was. It's mentioned. I, th- I think they want to make. They want. They just wanted to let everybody know that nothing is set in stone. Um, you know, I think everybody would love to play a normal season. I think that's pretty pretty fair. I think there were a couple of clubs said that you know they enjoyed the regional stuff, but. We're members of the Birmingham League to play in the Birmingham League and we'd love to do that but at the same time we all do have to understand that it's a pretty unique situation um, this year and last year that hasn't ended yet and um, hopefully we can get back to doing it as soon as we possibly can but kind of whatever will be will be. I think uh, a big thing is going to be with, like the schools going back. If sort of cases go up and you know things kind of change then you know they're going to have to make a different decision but I think Everybody wants to play a full season. Everyone wants to get back to as normal as they can. So hopefully that's the case. But yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna know much until twenty second, twenty fourth of March. And yeah, I think a couple a couple of points the league put across. I think probably just to speak on kind of the other side of the argument was if you looked at a club maybe having three games called off for a player having COVID. You, you know, as happened last year a couple of times. To be fair, I think um, Shrewsbury Bridge North has called off, wasn't it? And a couple of other games. If you actually include promotion and relegation in a season, a club, let's say, has three of those compared to a club that has finishes one point behind the club that played three extra games. Is that fair? Is that a level playing field? Um, you know, there's the other side of the argument is, well, that club could have three games rained off. It's equally, you know, it's, but that's obviously in the lap of the gods rather than, I mean, everything's, I suppose, both are really. But I do see the league side of it um, and obviously travel restrictions with the other thing. You know, it's, kind of as silly as it may sound, Wolverhampton and Schiffen are probably less than 10 miles apart. But mm. if they did restrict county travel, you wouldn't technically be able to travel from one to the other. Yeah. Uh, regional tier travel, whatever it was before. 
so there are a lot of things in place. Yeah, I think that's one of the, the hardest things logistically is the fact that it isn't all played in one county. It's all in one. It's across different areas. As we, as we see Swifty getting out of his hot tub, which is a sight <laughs> on this Zoom. Hands on heart, at this point in time, how do we think it's going to end up? Do we think we're going to get full season? Do you think it's going to be promotion, relegation, full season? And you say what you want and we'll definitely be wrong. But <laughs> yeah, I genuinely don't know. I, I, I don't know. Nice and decisive there, Harry. Yeah, I'll be on the fence. Um, I'm optimistic. Yeah, I'm optimistic. I mean, it is a little bit, you know, how long's a piece of string, but, you know, I want to be optimistic and hope we'll get a full season in and, uh, yeah, we'll be all right. I just want to have the change rooms back as soon as possible. Hopefully we can, you know, mm. work something out, whether that's from halfway through the season or even if it's from the start of the season and we're only allowed six in there at a time. I just, I, you really miss that sort of change room camaraderie from last year. Mm. And so hopefully that's something that we can get back into this year. I'd love that. And the shower's back. <laughs> showers. <laughs> showers. But you can't wait to get back in them original showers, Sam. Oh, I can't. You can, you can get two teams in there. <laughs> I'm in there for a couple of hours after every game. Jug, jug in there. Oh, it, I look forward to it, Whitney. What's yeah. the jug full of? Her? That's what I'm worried about. Oh, whatever you want. It's not going to be alcohol, oh. is it? Wickets, <laughs> mate. Wickets. <laughs> full of wickets. Oh, you're back, are you? <laughs> Yeah, mate, I was sorry, I was so hot, like, I was, I was dying, and I, and I ran out of beer, so I had to sort of, uh, sort of escape out. Have you put any trousers on? Can't tell you that, Whitney, that's for all, that's why you stay on the, on the pod later. <laughs> so let's move ourselves on to the next section. As we've said, the fixtures have all been announced, so we're going to break them down, talk about our ties in each, and the ties to look out for. <laughs> Dog shit, oh well, fuck it, that'll stick. So since the last time we met, as we've already said, it's been quite a while. So quite a few things have been announced. Firstly, the Graham Williamson Trophy and the Challenge Cup draws have been announced. Starting with the Graham Williamson Trophy, it sees Kidderminster come up against Leamington Spa, Ombudsley versus Kenilworth Wardens, Dorridge versus Shifnorm, Shrewsbury versus Worcestershire Academy, Nolan Dorridge versus Barnt Green, Berkswell versus Smethwick, Warsaw versus West Bromwich Dartmouth and Mosley versus Warwickshire Academy. So, first things first, what are our thoughts on this draw? Any ties that jump out at you? Oh, yeah. The Candy Barn Green. Good game, that. Winner wins. (laughs) The winner wins. Yeah. Plays Berkshire in the final, probably. (laughs) We've played played Worcestershire Academy in the Grand Winners Trophy for the past three years. It's just like... Hey, you should... You should back yourself, Swifty. You don't win anything with kids, do you? To be fair, we, we lost last time on a bowl, like. <laughs> Did you have a go? Ty, Tyler, Tyler Riverson bowled a wide. <laughs> was there a tie or something? Yeah, it was a tie. It was, like one, it was like 139 plays 139. And then we came up to a bowl, like, I think Brad Thornton hit. Yeah, Brad Thornton hit first time. Barn hit. And then Tyler stepped up. And we were all back in tie. And like, I don't know what happened. He just bowled a wide and everyone was standing there thinking, what's going on in? spin, oh. right? Yeah. He bowled so well as in the game as well. It was ridiculous. And like, I, don't, I honestly don't know what happened. It was, I think he tried to turn it as well. I think he tried to get it to land on Lake Stump and it off Stump, but it just went wide. <laughs> away at Dorridge really for you then, Muzz? Away at Dorridge, yeah. yeah. Away at Dorridge, yeah. Uh, decent side. Dorridge, some good, they've got some good players. Well, they went, well, they went they, down, so... 
they were relegated, weren't they? Yeah, but they've they've got Dave Ball's good cricketer and a, and a, and a good few others as well. Mm. They normally have a, they had a decent overseas, and I think they normally have a decent overseas. Doddy's so. still playing for them. Yeah, yeah, he's captain. I think um, he's good lad. So basically, you've got one half of the draw, which is Kidderminster, Leamington Spa, Ombersley, Kenilworth Wardens, Dorridge, Shifnal, Shrewsbury and Worcestershire Academy. And then the other half's the other half of the draw. So if you win, Muzz, potentially Shrewsbury or Worcestershire Academy? Who would you yeah, prefer? Wouldn't it? Actually looking at it, yeah. Who would yeah. you prefer? Oh, Shifnal, Shrewsbury is always good fun. Um it's good to see a few lads you know and it would to play against them. I mean, it would be a Sunday, wouldn't it? But you, you always you know, I, I don't know what the teams would look like, but it's, a, it's you know, it's, it's a not it's a good fixture on paper anyway. In the other half of the draw, you got Nolan Dorridge versus Bart Green, and the winners of that place, Berkswell versus Smedic. Who out of those four, who, who's your thoughts for who could come on top, or is it just that's the group of death, isn't it? <laughs> that's your that's your Spain, France, and Germany in one group, that is. <laughs> we all love a group what, of death, what, though, don't what we? Smevic, what is Smevic then? <laughs> they look like uh, Croatia. They can pull an upset. Luka Modric pulling the strings. Then in the other half of that draw is Warsaw, West Bromwich, Dartmouth, Mosley, and Warwickshire Academy. What we think? That's a good. West, that's a West, good. That's a good bit of the draw as well. To be fair, isn't it? Who, who your favourites coming out of that part? Do you reckon West Bromwich? Yeah? Just yeah, West Bromwich, Dartmouth. Mosley a good side as well. Mosley, yeah. Mosley are great. West Bromwich, yeah, just West Bromwich. West Brom are quality as well. They sign good players, don't they? Mm. Yeah, Warsaw a decent side as well. Who do you reckon? Who do you reckon Probably. are going to be the two teams if you're going to? If we'll go around, who, who do you reckon are going to be the two teams are going to make it to the end? I think probably same as it was last year in the regional stuff. You know, when you go into that other group. Bart Green look really good again, and West Brom still look really good. You know those sort of teams haven't lost any players. Yeah, Bombers are always strong, aren't well. they? Depending on who Wombersley has, I think they've got. Is it Gareth Andrews still plays for them? They've just signed. Uh, what's his name? Richard Jones. The they've got Richard Jones as well. Yeah. He's very very good. Ben Griffin is. Ben Griffin's on. Well. Yeah. They've got. A, they've got a really good side. And they've, they've yeah. got a good Jordan side. Anyway. There? Yeah. Yeah, Poon's there as well, yeah. yeah. So there you go. They've got a very good side. That's a yeah. class side. Yeah. I think they've got a couple of Worcester yeah. lads as well, haven't they? I think Brett D'Oliveira, oh, a couple yeah, of others. Kind of, yeah, they could play as well, couldn't they? So they could be, yeah. they could be right up there. I imagine early season, with the way it's all worked, a couple of the pros might be looking for a game in the first few weeks, maybe, if that's before their stuff starts. So you might see a few of the pros available. Mm. Yeah, maybe, mate. Get don't, there, forget, that's don't forget Slady. Oh, yeah. yeah Slady could play. Seven yeah. on the leg. Yeah. Three for 20 off <laughs> 15. <laughs> Gets me out all the time. To be fair, though, they've had a bit of like scrutiny about their pitch, haven't they, in the last couple of years as well? It was horrible when we played there two years ago. Oh, mate. Their tea, though. Like, their tea different is level. unbelievable. Yeah, different oh, level. Oh, my God. What an unbelievable they, team. They, they who's got, who's, who has got the best tea in the Birmingham League? That's in. Ombersley. 100%. Ombersley. Yeah, maybe. Nobody Ombersley. Do they, don't they all take it in turns to do it and they just try and outdo each other? Yeah. Is that right? Like the ones, honestly, mate, honestly, the one time we turned they up... They listed it when we, when we played there. Sambo, mate. We turned up one week, right? And it was like a, like a Vegas-style buffet. It was incredible. <laughs> it was an absolute joke. No, like, Swifty, you're back and forth. I was like, no, I'm not, mate. I'm going to sleep because I need a nap. <laughs> <laughs> you're, winning, you're winning the toss and bowling first there, right? Oh, 100%. We know what a decent spread on, to be fair. Yeah, we do. We do a good take. We do a good take. 
if I'm doing it, it's a world-class spread because obviously I just get mum and dad to do it and I'd say like five bags of chicken nuggets, cakes galore, fucking go all that. I reckon so, if Goffy's doing it, it's a, it's a good spread. Mate, the, a Goff tea is a fucking world-class tea. World-class. Goffy knows his chocolate yeah. bar as well. Goffy. They, they usually like to do a lasagna or, or something like that, like world-class spread. Lasagna? Yeah. In a cricket tea? Yeah. Sorry, I think it was a lasagna, sorry. Lasagna. <laughs> I'm all about pizza, sausage rolls. Sausage warm, though. Oh, that was it. I don't like cold. Sausage rolls. Oh, mate. When people make when people make tea and they make the hot food cold, like it infuriates yeah. me. Like, yeah. It's, it's yeah. really annoying. Pizza went... to be warm, sausage rolls are there to be warm, right? Mm. And have sandwiches to be cold, right? Yeah. Oh, just do me a favour, please. Fra- Come on. Frankton in the Shropshire League, they put hot dogs out as well. Oh, I thought there's a spread. Yeah, amazing. They did. Couple of our amazing. Couple of our Unbelievable. <laughs> A couple of years ago at Frankton, they did uh, honey mustard sausages at tea as well. They were oh, unbelievable. No, we do, yeah, we do them. Different gravy, honey though. Glazed, honey glazed sausages, good. Yeah, so good. We good do old little, 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 um, little mini jacket potatoes with uh, cheese and bacon bits on. Always a fan of a scone at, uh, yes. uh, on a cricket tea. Big fan of a scone. What do you call it, Chando? Chando, yes. what do you call it? Scone. <laughs> scone. <laughs> not on my radar so anyway in the challenge cup round one which will be played on uh, the 3rd of may 2021 match one is west bromwich dartmouth versus warsaw wolverhampton himley bridge north versus wem ombersley versus hales owen kidderminster versus bart green kenilworth wardens versus dorridge harborn versus mosley nolan dorridge versus burkswell some big ties there and uh Harry, starting off your campaign against Sam's uh, Bridge North. Yeah, well, we, we actually quite like a game of 2020. I think it's because that's, you know, the, the amount of time we can concentrate for. Um, <laughs> obviously, having having Zim come in as well is going to be a bit of a key factor. I just hope that we uh, we play quite close to the clubhouse because then I can eye up the bowls club. I haven't got it to go the other way. be interesting to see what Zim's like against uh, Bridge North in T20. I bet you're looking forward to that, Sam. Yeah, got him out last time I played in him. So, yeah, but you need to meet behind the stumps, didn't you? So, <laughs> nah, um, yeah, I think we, we were meant to play Wem last year as well, but um, yeah, looking forward to it. It's always they're, they're always good good games when you you try, try and get them on like a Thursday night and try and get, get get a bit of a crowd there. I know that when we when we do it at Bridge North, we try and get a bit of a crowd there, and you know if the bars allowed or if we're allowed the bottle bar outside and. I know when we played Shrewsbury the once, and um, yeah, a lot of the guys were heckling the players on the boundaries. It was, it was, it was all good fun. It was, it's always a good crack. So, and I mean that competition. I mean, we got to finals day the once, and it was a really good day. So, I mean, it's, it's a good competition to be involved in and win. But we haven't been. One there. of those competitions good fun where comps. the further you get, the more seriously you take it. It's, yeah, you don't like, think about it. You don't think about no, it. You start. turn up the first game with. Five lads out the twos and a lad out the threes, and and you kind of hope for the best. And then you win a game. The next game, you probably only have a couple of couple of lads out the twos, a couple of the a couple of lads bother making the trip over, and then all of a sudden you're in the court final. You're a game away from finals day. Yeah, it, it is a good competition. The further you, I think we got there again, we got to finals day once. I think it was at Bridge North actually, um, and got stuffed by Warsaw. But yeah, it is um it is a good yeah. competition. But it is one of those where the first rounds can feel hard work, especially it's the, league, uh, it's week. the Johnson's Paint Trophy of the Boom League. 
It's more of a caravan, isn't it? Caravan, caravan. A few years ago, we went to like Tanner. Tanner CC like held it. And they had two semi-finals on the day and then a final. And it was unbelievable. There were so many people there. And I was like, well, why don't we do this again? This is incredible. CNR Hawks got to the game on telly, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they, won they, the did. they played against Chester Board. Um, when Omar was well, uh, yeah, when Omar was there, they got to the the last four or whatever it is that play on the uh, yeah. on Sky. Nolan Dorridge versus Berkswell, the the standout tie of the first round. Yeah, I think so, isn't it? So winner winner of Bridge North Wem faces Shrewsbury, uh, whilst Shifnal get a oh. well have also got a bye into round two, and they <laughs> and they face Oswestry. What are they going to buy? <laughs> oh, team of the decade. My dog's better than yours. <laughs> 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 yeah, first, Are we at home, George? Is she or away? At home, you are, mate. Congratulations. I thought I'd break it to you now. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Those those, those days, the, the first round, usually free, freezing cold on a late April or early May, in the dark. Horrible games, aren't they? Mm. Yeah. We played. We played. Sorry, uh, mate. Can I respond oh, to that one? <laughs> we played Smevic last year. Yeah. We played Smevic last year on a, on a Thursday night, right? And do you remember the left-hander that used to play for Dorridge? I can't remember what his name is. He used to play for Dorridge, and he moved to Smevic last, well, two years ago. Moz, you might know him on about. He used to open the bat and for Dorridge, and used to try and whack it from ball one. Oh, mate, I can picture him. I know you're on about. They turned up like we were supposed to start at like half past six, and they turned up at like well. About seven of them turned up at half past six, and the rest turned up after. He faced the first ball of the game, and anybody that's played it, you know that we've got the biggest sight screens in the world. They are absolutely massive. He got the sight screens moved to the left, right, and everyone was like, "Are you serious? Why are you moving the sight screens? No one needs to move the sight screens." And he got bowled first ball. It was unbelievable. It was the best year. That lad has just, just travelled sixty minutes to get there, probably longer. Moved the sight screen and got bowled first ball. Genius. <laughs> Amazing. I bet, there are a few, I, bet, I bet there are a few. Oh, do you want that moving again, champ? <laughs> oh, honestly. I just couldn't stop laughing. He got bowled. It was first ball of the game. Got bowled. I'll stand back to the ground. I'm just like, I just, I just laughed and walked past. I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> who do you think are the teams oh, yeah, to look we're... out for then? Who, who do you think are the teams to look out for elsewhere in the draw? Who's got, got good hit? I think it'll be the usual suspects, won't it? I think we've got a, a quite. If if everyone's available, that's the problem. Usually, no one wants to play on Wednesday night, but or whatever night. But if everyone's available, I think we've got a very good twenty twenty team because not many batsmen really hold back, and we've got you know we've got a lot of spinners and you've got quite a few good spinners. That's your that's your real advantage, isn't it? If no one, no teams one... who generally have good good spinners. Uh... Have an advantage in the short format. Of cricket. I always think yeah. RT twenty like at amateur level is absolutely rubbish. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's terrible because it's always like one ten plays ninety or something. Yeah, like that. if you get one fifty, like you're like, you always oh, you always go out there and think, oh yeah, I'm just gonna go out and smash it. Just, yeah, loads of people get caught. Loads of people get caught trying to hit sixes, like literally. Yeah. Everyone thinks. Every other other I think. I think. I, I think mean, it depends on like. It does depend on conditions a little bit because, yeah, we played the final, again, Shropshire League, so take it with a pinch of salt, but we played the finals day at, at Ludlow the other year and they brought the boundaries in. The road was an absolute deck and it was a pink ball and we scored 260 in the 20 overs. 
And it's like sometimes you just get those joke games of cricket where, you know, everyone tries to hit it for six and it actually comes off, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think sometimes it can be a little bit of a lottery, those the 2020 games. I mean, yeah. Do you think your experience? Do you think your experience winning those Shropshire T Twenties can lead you in good stead in this competition? I think it'll give us a bit more confidence in the competition. I think. I think we're, you know, it's. I said it's just a format of cricket that we enjoy. So you know, I think we'll go out and we'll probably play one way, and it'll either come off or it won't, and you know, it'll either be pretty or an absolute massacre. So I wouldn't expect much in between, is what I'd probably say. Just. Just off the top of my head, if I had to pick a winner, Barn Green have got some good hitters. Ed Pollock, Amrinda, Banton, they've got a good leggy as well. If you had to pick a winner, I don't think they'd be far off. I'd probably go with what Maz is saying, to be fair, Jimbo. I, I, I think he's not far wrong there, to be fair. Yeah. It's always a good place to bat as well, isn't it? It all depends who turns up, mate. Like, genuinely, like we're saying, it's a Wednesday night. You know, you could have... Could be fucking have, anyone, couldn't it? That's yeah, you could have like seven players turn up and nobody knows, you know, you've never seen five of them or it's, it's a weird one. Yeah. So any, anyone can win, basically, we've said there. So on that yeah, bombshell. People... I'll throw Barn Green out there. There you go. There's something. Barn Green. The bigger teams will have the, have the, have the better size, won't they? Because they'll have a bigger pool of players to pick from. Yeah. So now we're going to move on to the biggest announcement and the 2021 fixtures have been released and we're now going to look at them and break them down starting with Premier Division 2. Right, so starting with Premier Division 2 and opening day, Saturday the 17th of April, sees Barnard Green welcome new... Well, I don't know. Can we call you new team, Wem? Yeah, I reckon you can call us a new team. Bridge North welcome Kenilworth Wardens. Harborn welcome Oswestry. Himley versus Dorridge, Pelsall versus Bromsgrove, and Wolverhampton versus Hales Owen. So, first game of the season, Barnard's Green. What are your thoughts there, Harry? Yeah, it should be interesting. Obviously, small ground. So, uh, you know, for the likes of Davo and, and Zimmer, should be interesting to see how they go there. Um, can be a bit green, I think. So, it'd be interesting to see how that plays out. Uh, we were just saying before that my last game there for Schiffnell, uh, was played there and I missed a knee-high full toss um, in in being bowled out for 70. So I, I wouldn't say there's many happy memories from that ground anyway. So, yeah, it should be interesting. I thought you were going to go on and say all the other stories then, but it's all right. Mac- McIver and Leachy almost had a fight in the change room. McIver was there going, oh, it's not that easy, mate. It's not that easy. Steve was going, You're just lick him down to the dom for one. You know, be all <laughs> I only do South African. Yeah. <laughs> now Le- Leachy was sat there going, just lick him down to mid on for one. It's you know, just do it. It's like, all right, Steve, if we all had your ability, mate. Yeah. Bad day that one. Day with the days. And uh, Bridge North welcome Kenilworth Wardens. The game you want starting the season, Sam? Um, I don't really mind. It, we we've never. I don't think I've ever played Kenilworth, so it'd be an interesting one. A lot of their players wouldn't have come to Bridge North before, so I think. That um, gives us a little bit of an advantage. And I just said to Harry about how Wem might have an advantage that a lot of people, a lot of teams won't have been to Wem before. So it's the same with us with Kenilworth. If they, they haven't been to Bridge North, no one really knows each other. So it'd be, yeah, it'd be an interesting game. You started off well in 2020. Do you think that this game will be a good kind of litmus test for how you'll do throughout the rest of the season? 
Yeah, I think for the 50 over games, it, it's, it's all about getting off to a good start and getting on a little bit of a run and getting getting in that top three or four at the start of the season. So, yeah, if we can if we can start well, and you know, you win the first couple, you, 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 you're doing well, aren't you? Yeah. And Oswald Street travel to Harborn. Oh, last I think, I think was it, it might have been last year or the year before we we had Harborn first game of the season. Greenest pitch you'll ever see. I've turned up. They've got a team full of seamers, tall seamers. Nip it about, bat first. Every batter nicked off. I reckon we were ninety, hundred all out. They knocked us off two down. I got slated. <laughs> they keep they slate me. It's for funny it now. ground, isn't it? It's 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 one of. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It is like it's hard. That that's the that's the ultimate worst situation to be in at the toss. To be fair, because yeah. you can easily pile up three hundred there, but if it's green, you well, might be on the line. Last, last time, last time I played, I think I got top edge for six three times. It, that that one end is so small, isn't it? Yeah. And they're, they're a good side. I mean, it's always... normally good fun. Cricket, I, I'm, I'm interested in us going to Harborn because probably for every single game of last season and multiple games a season before, we keep getting the story of when Davo kept bopping Jonathan Trot over his head at Harborn for six. And you know, I've heard that story about 90 times now and it's getting pretty boring. So I'd like to see him, uh, him go again and, and see how he goes there. Jonathan Trot, not a batter. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly, and that's his claim to fame. It's like, all right, Marth. Like scoring a penalty pass, Wayne Rooney. <laughs> hey, do you see him in them night yeah. yeah. He's a keeper. I'll yeah. hold on to that one, Moss. Yeah. I'll hold on to that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll do. So Himley, Himley faced Dorridge, like we said, Pelsall versus Bromsgrove, and Wolverhampton versus Halzo. Which of the other ties is really jumping out to you there? I quite like Wolverhampton Hells Owen. Yeah, and that's uh, I think Wolverhampton are gonna have a strong side. They they always have quite a strong side. They if they're if the overseas is there, what's the name? Klein vote the, the skipper, if he's back and Shake signed there as well. Who? Atif Shake. I'm sure we'll get onto this in a bit, I think, but yeah, he signed there, he's a good player. Yeah, and yeah, I mean they they missed a couple of players last year and, and obviously they've got a couple of young lads who've come through like that, um Joe Stanley and a couple of others. So I think they're I think they're going to be a very strong side. And Hales, I mean, I mean, who, who have they signed? They've signed a good player. Ed Bragg, is it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Elliot. Yeah. Elliot. No, Elliot. Edward, Edward Bragg. Ed Edward Bragg, Bragg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought Bragg was the right arm seamer. Yeah, I think he's right arm as well, yeah. 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 But he's, kind of, he's signed for Hales, Owen. Yeah. Mm. So I think they'll, they'll be good. That'll be a good game. 
Himley, I'm not. I'd, I don't really know what Himley. I know they've lost two or three. A lot of the, the a couple of the old guys have have uh, retired. Like Greg Wright's uh, not playing and um, Buzzer as well. So Wedgie as well. And I think yeah, Wedgie as well. So that's three. You know, a lot, there's a lot of experience there, isn't there? So I know they've signed a couple, yeah. but that could be interesting. Moving on to the final day of the season. Bromsgrove come up against Himley. Dorridge come up against Bridge North. Kenilworth Wardens versus Harborn. Ozestry come up against Barnards Green. Pelsall welcome Wolverhampton. And Wem welcome Hales Owen. So, final game of the season. Everything on the line. What's, what's jumping out at you there? A long trip to Dorridge. Glad to be at home. Mm. It's always good to be at home last game of the season. And Whitney watching Shrewsbury oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Do you think at that point that everything will be tied up and everything will be secured or do you reckon we'll have any deciders? The leagues are that close that there's bound to be something to play for in, in that, that game and the, in the season. So I, I, I think the lottery will be what it might be a relegation battle. It might be, you know, that second promotion place or whatever. But, you know, like I said, usually the, the league's pretty tight. So I think it'd be interesting to see the question is what, is the tight game going into that last game of the season. Yeah. There will be at least one or two games with something to play for in there. That, that last day of the season did one is normally pretty... Because there's two down, two up, two up. Well, given a normal season, two down, two up, that's, you know, a quarter of the league are going to move. It's it's third even. <laughs> there's always something. There literally is always something on that last day. You know, we've been involved in... a. One down the bottom and a couple, da- a couple down the bottom and one at the top on the last day where it's, you know, win and stay up or win and go up or whatever it may be. And it, that's mm. the way that that division tends to work. It's always, it's always it, the 20 points win-lose at the end of the season. You know, you, there's no kind of, no one gets eight or nine. It's, it's genuinely three or four or 20. Makes a big difference to that as well. So, you know, it is generally a, a big end to the season. So, looking away from the first game of the season and the last game of the season, what games should we be looking out for during the season? Which are going to be the season-defining games? Who are your fancies to go up, Sam? Um, we'll, we'll, get there. we'll get on to that in a minute. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it's such an open league and with two good teams coming down and then two, two teams that are quite unknown coming up, it's you know, I, I really I really think it's anyone's, and I think it is whatever team gets off to the you know gets off to a bit of a fly, gets in a bit of form, puts a run run of games together. I know when we've done well in um, recent seasons, it's when we've won seven or eight games in a row and really got on that run. So I think you're looking at looking at what team can do that. Really, I mean, if you're inconsistent, you're not going to be anywhere near. I'm not. I don't know much about Pelsall if they've recruited or. Or what? But I, d- I don't see many weak links in the league at all. So it could be, yeah. I think it's going to be a fun one. I think from our from our perspective, looking at a specific game, it probably be. I think we play Pelsall fourth or fifth game of the season. So I think that will be a little bit of a benchmark for us. You know, obviously the two teams that have come up through the promotion um, or through the playoffs from the previous sort of round, if you know what I mean. That'll be interesting to see how that game goes. Yeah, so I think looking forward, that'll be the game that we look to. Fair enough. Uh, I think that's great insight into what's going to come up in Division 2. And now we're going to move on to Premier Division 1. 
Right, so Premier Division 1, just like Division 2, starting 17th of April. The first round of fixtures sees Berkswell versus Smethwick, Kidderminster versus Warsaw, Nolan Dorridge versus Shrewsbury, Mosley versus Barnt Green, Ombersley versus West Bromwich Dartmouth, and Shipnell versus Leamington Spa. Some mouth-watering ties there. And, uh, well, Swifty, first game away to Nolan Dorridge. Thoughts on that one? To be fair, mate, We've always had a good game against K&D. K&D are a good bunch of lads as well. Like, real good cricketers. It'll be a good game. All depends if Tim Bresnan turns up as well. I've just seen they've recently signed him as well. So that could be <laughs> that could be interesting. But You're going to be chucking chocolate fingers at him? <laughs> you can tell the story, mate. It's nothing to do with... <laughs> What's this about chocolate fingers? <laughs> yeah, go on, Chaz. Chando, are you going to tell the story or are you just going to sit there, mate, with your MSN picture? Oh, sorry, yeah. mate. You kept, you kept breaking up. Sorry, mate. Nah, mate, mine from uni... Mate of mine from uni was feeding Tim Bresnan uh, chocolate fingers for the Yorkshire game. That was all it was. <laughs> Look good on camera. No. Look good on camera. I'm sure he, he definitely enjoyed them as well. <laughs> now, genuine Jimbo, it could be. I mean, we've had, every time we've played K&D, it's always been a really, really good game. And, you know, it's nice to, we always sit around after and have a beer. And I think it's, they're a good club. They run really well and, there's always a crowd at K&D as well, so it's a good area. Fingers crossed, mate. Fingers crossed it goes ahead and it's, it'll be nice to be nice to get going against against a, a good a good team. That's sort of a good a good test of where you're at straight off. So. And after the season you had in 2020, you'll be looking to get off to a good start. Yeah, I think I think we were all at the club. We were all disappointed at, at how 2020 went. You know, I think we've all said on the podcast, I think a lot of people have said that it was just one of those seasons that you kind of forget. Like it meant nothing. There was a few results there that, that didn't look great on us. And that's that's fair enough. You know, where sometimes when, you know, speaking to Muzz as well, like, you know, our our clubs that are in the Premier Division, it's always the light's gonna be shined on you. Well, you know, it's gonna be shining on you. So but now we're we're looking to get going. I mean, we always I say we always the league is is your bread and butter, isn't it? You know, that's what you're always trying to do well in. And mm. The last couple of years, we've done pretty well. So I think we've had, in the last five years or so, we we finished in the top four, three or three, three or four times, maybe something like that. I think so. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe winning it this year is going to be tough, especially the way that some teams have strengthened around us. You know, Ombersley looking good, West Brom are looking good, KD have, have brought in some good players, and you know, Birchwell are always going to be good. So yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting season, but it's a, a good start to to get. To get going with and Muzz, you welcome Leamington Spa first game of the season. Quite a trek for them. Yeah, we we played Leamington a number of times early in Division One. Always been good games. Some good guys there as well. Actually, they they, they they've always had good overseas in the past. You know, every, every single year they bring bring over a different overseas. Always had good players. Um, and you know they've come up in twenty twenty nineteen or whatever that season. Yeah, it would have been twenty nineteen, wouldn't it? Um, on merit and. Uh, you know, coming up to the Prem, this will be our second year and our first year. You saw up for it when you first come up and the first few games are real, like uh, you find your level pretty quickly um, and I'm sure they'll be really, really up for it and it'll be a really tough game. You know, uh, Leamington have always been a good side. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a difficult game. So outside of, outside of obviously the two shop sides, what are the other fixtures that are jumping out at you? Mosley, Barn Green sounds a good game. Yeah, I was about to say exactly yeah. as well. That's a good game, yeah. mate. Depending on yeah. who's available for them both as well. If Bont Green have got a full strength side, it'd be very, very good. Especially, you know, Mosley have still got they've got very, very good bowling attack Mosley. Yeah, they? absolutely. We they, we took, we played them 
two years ago and, and they had three of, as good a team as yours, three as good a team as you'll see. I think they had Freddie Ibaru, who's captain there, or was captain there, and Brinda, who plays with staff, Sam Boyd Rankin. And it did like you, you won't see a better club cricket attacking than that in the country. Who's the off spinner for Warwickshire as well? Alex Thompson? Thompson, Thompson? yeah, he played there. They've got the, uh, um, is it Us- yeah. Usman, the other off spinner? Yeah, he's a good player as well. Yeah. yeah. Good game, that'll be. Very good game. Yeah, there are some, yep. there are some really good sides about it. All, all the games, listen, all the games will be good games. There's mm. there's so many good players about and so many good sides about it. In, in Division 1 as well, 100%. Um, there are, there's, there's good games every week. It, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a good standard of amateur cricket. And yeah, but that would be my pick, Mosley, be Barnbury. What games do you think are going to be the season defining at both ends of the table? I don't think you can say it just now. You sort of got to wait and see. Like obviously, sides have strengthened really, really well. I mean, you have to remember it's now. It'll be, it'll be a year since we've played played those Birmingham League teams. You know, yeah. well, we had a regionalised year, didn't we? Um, and it'll be completely different. You know, teams like you know, I've had a little look at the fixture, um, not the fixture. Sorry, the transfer room, uh, the transfers that you put up on on your Instagram the other day and. You know, KMD has signed a couple of good players. Mosley have um, lost a couple of players, and those sort of teams around it. I know it says Birmingham, yeah, yeah, Ombersley, like Ombersley have signed some unbelievable players, and they've got a good side anyway. You know, those sort of things you're, you're sort of looking at. I don't think you can you can give a a season defining moment. Is it all depend? You know, a team can win, especially now it's white ball and, and red ball as well. You know, they've changed that. Teams might approach it in a different way, so it could be completely different. You know, you yeah, could I, see you could see I the team so much. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to think of it as the most sensible way. Like you could, yeah. I mean, you could have a guess at it and go right. Well, Berkswell is still going to be really good. Bart Green have got a good side at the moment. You know, Bart Green did Bart, Bart Green won the won the last great, year. Yeah, yeah, they beat Dartford. Yeah, Dartford have uh, really good players as well. So yeah, you, know, you could say that you know there could be. A top there's a top. lot of good sides, and there? there's a lot of good sides, and it's the thing is as well with these. Sometimes it's the um, the teams that that struggle early. It's really difficult if you're struggling early. Mm. If you if you lose three of your first four or four of your first five, it's really hard to play catch up because you've then got to beat good teams. Um, mm. You know, if you've got to beat you know Kidderminster and K and D back to back to get yourself out there, even halfway through the season, that's such a difficult task um, because every team is a good side. Um, it makes it very difficult to predict and I think you know the early four or five games in is when it's first worth having a look at the table really um, you actually look at two years ago the last the last division that was played I looked um, I looked earlier on and I think Shrewsbury were second and Schiffman were fourth you know I'd, I'd be amazed if that happened again just by the way the other teams are strengthened not no, no slight on either of those sides it, it's just the fact that the, the league is so strong with so many good teams it, it it will be tough. It, it and and that's a good thing. That that's only a good thing that the Birmingham League is as strong as it is. What you have to look at as well. Is another thing before you move on, Jimbo, is you know at the start of the season as well. I mean, I remember the the years that we finished second and whatsoever. We've had good availability from professional cricketers. You know, if teams have got those pros in on those, you know, we I know he plays for for Muzz's team now, but we've had we've had Joe uh, Leachy come and play for us. And he was getting fitness back, so we played five or six games, and he he made a few teams look silly. Like, but he's a professional cricketer; it's what he should do. You the know, steps massive, isn't it? Exactly. Like those, if you've got that bloke that can 
put the ball where he wants to all the time, or you've got a batter that, you know, just because it's nipping a bite heel, he'll still take his time and he still gets you 100 runs. You know, an amateur cricketer yeah. doesn't get that 100 runs. They get 20 or whatever, and you're out for 100, you know, you bowl out for 120 instead of, you know, sticking 190, 200 on the board sort of thing. So, you know, looking at teams that have got good availability from players as well. I mean, you've only got to take... Like Shoot, for example, we rely heavily sometimes on Shrewsbury school kids, you know, and if mm. they're at school, you can't you can't have them. They're, they're playing school cricket. So, and especially university and things like that. I mean, I don't know how it's going to work with, with COVID or whatever, but, you know, mm. looking at availability, like Mus says, you look at the first few weeks or whatever, you know, sometimes you look at when when teams are down to their, you know, because we're all, we're all, we all do it. We all look on play cricket and we look at who's, who's got what team out and stuff like that. And you look at it and you're like, well, I've never seen his name before or whatever. You know, that's when availability stretch. So it's, it's sometimes yeah. good to look as well, not just at the start of the season, because you know you've got a lot of people available. But in that middle part of the season where yeah. people have lost... I, uh, going to the very end of the season, you've got some interesting ties. We've got Bart Green, welcome K&D. Leamington Spa welcome Berkswell and what could be season, that is, isn't it? Yeah, but Leamington Spa welcoming Berkswell. I mean, if Leamington needs something in that last game of the season, that's going to be huge, isn't it? Yeah, that'd be so. That'd be so tough. You know, if, if you you're literally talking, if you've got Berkswell or K and D or just thinking of it from a Sheffield point of view, if you needed three points, let's say from the last game of the season, you're playing one of those sides. That's so difficult. Uh, just, just in terms of obviously the tosses then becomes really important, and then if you lose toss, you're batting. There's so much pressure on yourself to get 150, get 160. It, it becomes such a big thing. Yeah, and then you got Ombersley versus Kidderminster, Shrewsbury. Welcome Shifnal final game of the season, which looks like a tasty tie-in. What could be a great night on the circuit afterwards? <laughs> I, can't already booking, I can't wait. Already booking, mate. Me and Muzz are already booked a table in Hickory. He's ready to go. Yeah, we're in. Yeah, you know what? Though? I may, I may, I may, I may, I may not play that day, and I'll come down <laughs> and I'll record it, and we'll go out yes. after the day. <laughs> Nor will we. Nor will we. <laughs> when I'm taking the guard. <laughs> and uh, Smethwick versus Warsaw, and West Bromwich Dartmouth versus Mosley. First final game. Oh, oh some big, cracking some big games. games eh? Some really big games. Eh? I think Kennedy Barn Green. Did you say? Yeah. Some, some massive. You know that could be a title decider. Don't. Um, a lot of things between now and then, but that could be a title decider. Um, could be some big, big end of the season games. Huh? Mm. Some really tasty, interesting ties there. And I think that moves us out of that bit. And we move ourselves on to the moment you've all been waiting for, which is listener questions. Okay, so on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter, we have asked the listeners for their questions to set to the lads. And we had a nice range of questions from the Bazaar, which probably won't get mentioned because it's a bit controversial to the bit more sensible <laughs> so i'll try and i'll try and go as, as kind of like as edgy as we can really without kind of getting this podcast pulled by the <laughs> the powers that be <laughs> but we'll start off with the first one from andy sutton uh sutton 1985 on instagram he asked thoughts on the white ball part of the season and what it will bring to the league i think he's ace personally think. i'm really looking yeah i'm really looking forward to it sorry swift I just, I'm hoping Sutz isn't as good with a white ball as he is with a red. That'd be quite yeah. nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think it brings something different, doesn't it? I think it brings, most importantly, it brings something a little bit different. And 
you know, the word from the Birmingham League's always been the one to mirror the pro game as much as possible, as much as we are very much amateurs, as much as we are kind of a long way behind that. The goal is for the young lads coming through that this is a stepping stone. Um, so the more white ball, you know, you just look at professional cricket now, there's more and more and more white ball cricket being played. So the more white ball cricket we can play as a league, the better, surely. Mm. Moving on to, well, Alex, Alex Thomas also had a very similar question, which was, which clubs do you think will do best in the white ball games? And do you think it will change anyone's tactics? You kind of had a little bit of a, a look at it this year, didn't you? With the, well, last year, sorry, with the 40 over sort of stuff, it was a bit of a chance to, to have a look at how people might play a different type of game. But I think Sam, Sam said before about the white ball being, it's, it's harder to, well, I've been told it's harder to bowl. I've never actually bowled with it. It's harder to bowl with and it's a bit better to hit. So I think, I don't know if they're trying to make it, you know, with 2020 and you've got the T10 now and you've got the 100, maybe the white ball, they're sort of looking at that, aren't they? They're looking at more runs scored, which makes it more entertaining and taking it away from the bowlers. But who knows? Hopefully, hopefully it, it gives a, a different perspective on the all-round game, pretty much. You know. Yeah, I, I think I think teams will move more to bowl kind of spin early. Yeah, I think teams will bowl spin in the first eight, whereas in perhaps they haven't in the past. They've kind of relied on the fact that Red Bull swings and um, look, it, it's again, it's amateur cricket. You don't want to overdo the fact that the ball swings and whatnot, but it, it does matter. Um, I think with a white ball, I think teams will look to use their spinners earlier, and I think it will make a difference to the way cricket is played. Yeah, I do. Depends on the pitches as well. Like, of course it does, of course it does, yeah. Yeah, yeah the white ball, you know, the red ball at the start of April when it's seeming around, there's not many teams getting over 200, you know. It might make a massive, you might see higher scores, you might see people, you know, trying to whack the ball out of the ground a bit more, you might see more aggressive field plate, well, probably not, more defensive field placements and things like that. So, yeah, uh, it, you've just probably just got to wait and see. It's never been done before in the amateur game, so you've just got to wait and see what happens, really. Yeah, I yeah. think with I think I think with the white ball, I think it's uh I, I mean I've never used the white juke, but apparently it does swing quite a lot early on. So I think for the first five or six, it will go quite a bit. But I think I think teams, I think in the fifty over stuff that we've already played so far, teams don't really take advantage that much of the power plays. But I think when the white ball stuff comes in, I think they probably they, they might do. I think I know like. As like captain of Bridge North, I'm, you know, I'd be thinking of maybe like pinch hitters and getting someone out there a bit early on, and you know, proper going after it early. But um, yeah, I think it's exciting, and I know me, I know me and Muz voted against it in the first first ever meeting in the Birmingham League. We were the only ones that voted against it. Me only because my main two bowlers won a bowl seventeen overs with a red ball, but. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's 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 going to bring the game on, and within the next two or three years, Birmingham Leeds going to be completely colour kit and white ball. So we might it's as well get to stay, isn't it? It's might as well get used to it because yeah. it's it, it's going to be here to stay. Yeah, like you said. I think it puts. I think it's quite exciting, but it puts a good separation between the declaration, well, not the declaration, but the the win lose draw format and the win lose format. I think actually you say oh, it's here to stay and it's here to be permanent. I'd Personally, I'd like it to remain as that longer format of the game is Red Bull, white, uh, Red Bull cricket and white. And then sort of the 50 over format is the, the white ball format. I think it, it gives, like you say, different challenges uh, over the course of the season to contend with. And 
yeah, it just it puts an exciting spin on a different mm. format of cricket for us to play. I, I think, and I I'm all for it basically. Mm. Yeah. So the the next question uh, was asked by quite a few people. We're at Suts again. We had Tom, Jono, Shahid, all asked the question, which is, who are the young players to look out for? Young players to look out for um, in our league, in the Prem. Maz has got a couple. Zavi. Zavi's a good player. There's a couple of lads that the yeah. we played um, the Worcester Academy. There was a few lads there that was. There were some. There were some good cricketers amongst them. I, I don't know all their names. There was a little offy. Uh, Place for Wolverhampton. Is it something Stanley? Joe he, Stanley. Like, yeah, very good bowler. He looked good. He looked very, really very good bowler. Yeah, yeah he's good. Yeah, but George Garrett's only what twenty-one. He's still a good. He's a good cricketer. Um, he's only going to get I think better. Pete, as well. Pete Clark's got a lot to offer you, though. Yeah, Pete Clark's a good cricketer as well. Pete, There's another Pete lad. Clark. I, I know he's only. I think he's nineteen, and you probably didn't see a lot of him last year because he played for. He played for us last year, but Dan Humes, that lad has got all the talent in the world. Like I've never seen anybody hit a cricket ball like him in my entire life. It is an absolute joke. He could, you know, he could score a hundred off thirty balls. It's a joke. He is. He is very, very good. I'm just trying to think of who yeah. else. It's hard, isn't it? Because obviously last year we only played against each other. Um, just trying to think to back two years. I know Kidderminster have signed some good young players. Um, yeah, I think they've kind of almost made an effort to bring in some young Worcestershire players. And um, who's the lad play for West you know, Brom? Who's West the, Brom have got a good young seamer who's just signed for Warwickshire. Again, the name off the top of my head escapes me. Um, he's a good player. I know Kenilworth done have, have signed a couple of good young lads as well. They had a good yeah. young lad from Warwickshire called Jake, Josh, Jacob Bethel. I don't know where he plays now, um, but he was fantastic two years ago, and he was only about fifteen. Um, Aston Dorridge, Dorridge had a good young lad. Who, who got th- who got about forty against us? I, I think he was only thirteen or fourteen. Um, what's the Barn Green lad called? Uh, he's the the brother of the really Jack good one. Yeah, he's he's a good player, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah, fantastic. Or is it Yock? Yeah. Is it Yock Banton or is it Jack Banton? Yock, 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 Yock. They'll always be good players about. They'll always be good young players about. I think um, you know all of our clubs individually would have good players, and every club. In the Birmingham League, would have. I, think, I, I think it's. I think Mitch it's Stanley would be would be a good young player. Yeah, good player, Mitch. Yeah, yeah good he can bowl seriously quick. Um, was in the odd Worcester squad last year. If you're gonna, um, you can you do you reckon Mitch will play many for you this year? Yeah, he's got an injury at the minute, but um, hopefully oh, all shot. be well. Yeah, shot, but, um, <laughs> but all be well. He's in all seriousness. Joking aside, he's as good a young quick as I've seen. Ben Parker's gone kiddie, hasn't he, as well? Is he, is he gone to kiddie, Ben He's Parker? gone to kiddie, yeah. But, yeah. He, nice Sorry, coming back to Mitch, I actually think you look. he's as good a young quick bowler as I've seen. He bowls seriously quick. His action's perfect. If he can stay fit, he'll do really, really well. I, think, I think as well, at Worcester, he's got, he's got some really good guys around him as well, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Worcester seed bowling unit looks done. amazing. Yeah. He's got some really good... From the outside, it looks amazing, Man- yeah. Manrad... Manrad Johal. Manrad Johal from West Brom. Yeah, sorry, that was the guy we mentioned. Yeah, yeah, very good bowler. Yeah, good um, bowler. He, he bowled really well against us last year. And yeah, he's just signed at Warwickshire, I think. Yeah. Nice. And uh, then, well, we had a few which said things to, along the lines of which club has the biggest payroll and how much are certain players on, but we'll, we won't even uh, entertain those questions. Those ones will fly out the window. 
When? One one that's quite a funny one um, <laughs> is is Swifty better? I love that they've asked that. <laughs> I love that they've asked that. <laughs> is, is, just... is Swifty better looking than Will Parton? Yeah. Oh, yeah, without yeah. his hair, he's even better. Look at that. Without his hair, he's even better, yeah. I have to say, a man who shaves his head, he, he, I don't know, he just goes from, he can be anything. You become you a champion. instantly, don't you? Alpha I've man. Said, I've said there, this. Oh, right. there, there, there is a degree of alphadom about shaving your head, though, isn't there? There <laughs> is a real degree of alphadom. Like, there's so many people, like, clinging on to bad hairlines, going, oh, yeah, I've got this little bit of hair on top. Like, nah, fuck it off, mate. Shave it off, lads. That's the one biggest piece of advice I'd say. Don't worry about it. Shave it off, lads. If Will, if go on, if Will get go on your own time, go on your own terms. Like retiring from cricket, go on your own terms. If if Will, if Will gets into his fitness and sort, you know, yeah, he's he's a good-looking lad. But when he lets himself go, he's got a bit of Jack Black about him. Yeah. Yeah. Bit, of, bit of school to rock about him. Will's now wishing he'd come that, on this though. podcast. He'd probably love it. If you told him he looked like Jack Black, he'd absolutely love it. I give think me, he's one of his Give me Tony any day. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the best looking Clark brother in that case then, Muzz? Ollie by a long way. And bloke. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, Ollie's got some... Zavi told me Ollie's got some now serious listen. brains as well. So now listen, he Ollie is the Ollie's best class by a long, long, long way. Uh, Mers, end of conversation. Mers. <laughs> Ollie comes out in an England Lions helmet. Which is number one. Mers, you forgetting, <laughs> Mers, you forget, you're forgetting Ernie. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sam's put on. Ollie <laughs> then, Ernie. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie, Robbie smoulders too much, doesn't he? If you ever see Robbie, he's always smouldering. Like, he can't stop smouldering. Even when he's batting, he's smouldering. Like, <laughs> look at me, I'm so dark and handsome. It's unbelievable. They're all great blokes, isn't it? It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like Ben folks. If I looked like that, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be constantly in and around a mirror. Naked. <laughs> then black gloves as well. Yeah, anyway, naked, um... just black gloves. Jawline, the jawline's ridiculous. <laughs> Those hands. He takes that lid off and is like, oh. <laughs> he does anyway, he um... took a take earlier today, like. Oh, give me <laughs> Oh, anyway, cool one, we, our fi- one of our final questions was, um, so Tim Bresnan signed for K&D. Now, the question they wanted to ask was, who is the best player that you've ever played against? Wadim Jack. Yeah. yeah, he'd be up there. Yeah. Was w- w- Wazim for sure. Wazim's unbelievable. Actually, Rajat Matty has got to be up there as, as, as well. Rajat's really good. I, was I got him out. When I played for Perkins, when I, I was younger, for six. I you caught him, Chandler, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, rem- I remember I bonded him that game. You never nicked that- him off. <laughs> I got it. Chandler was fielded, to be fair, but oh. I did. Yeah, yeah. I did, yeah. I caught in the ring. Yeah. I, I, the point. I don't give a the point. I got about eight wickets in my life. Who was the Who was the New Zealand lad that played for Harborne <laughs> a few years ago as well? Was it Butler? Was it something Butler? The lad from Cape, uh, or I don't know. I don't know. Jimmy Neesham played a bit in the Birmingham League when I was young. Yeah. Do you know who is very good as well, but he doesn't probably do as well as he should as well? Is Anish Kapil. He's very, very talent. good. Yeah, a lot of talent. He's, yeah. Well, he's left this year, isn't he? He's playing um, Nantwich. He's, 
I think he's just ruined, ruined, ruined it. That there's some, yeah, honestly, yeah. there was some, there was yeah. some in the, you're quite lucky in the Birmingham League. Like, I remember when I was like 16, 17, and you're, you're coming up against, like you're in and out of the ones and twos and you're playing against some of like unbelievable cricketers. I remember playing against Alex Cavazzi when he was playing for Netherlands and he was, yeah. like, he played for Bromsgrove and he was so, so good. And there was a lad, was it, was it Co- Coltac or Coltac? Coltac from Kenilworth, yeah. Mate, I played against him. I was about 16 and he bowled loopy left arm spin. Like, he's a batter. But he bought, I got an 18 ball duck and I, I was frightened to do. To, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I remember sweet now. And um, watching Wolverhampton play KD, Wolverhampton was my club as a kid, and watching Alan Donald bowl KD and like, as ridiculous as that sounds, like he actually played in the Birmingham League about 20 years ago. It was absolute, like, absolute madness. He was the premier fast bowler in the world at the time, getting some fitness while he was at Warwickshire playing for Candy. I think <laughs> if you ask as well, if you ask Willie P, Ooh. I know he's not on this pod. His dad, yeah. Yeah, his dad's face showing back to Anne Allen Donald, face. doesn't he? Facing both. Yeah, we, yeah. We, we, we're in, we, we were in talks genuinely for a while with um, Sabaya Hamza who's the lad who played for South Africa last year, batted free for South Africa last year. Um, he came up through the agent that we were looking to, to sign with. And, you know, we, as lads, we were asked, oh, would, would we like to sign him? And it was sort of like, yeah, like, imagine playing with a test cricketer. Yeah. Imagine, you know, being able to Just, learn, the Birmingham, you know, there's so many that good sort players. of stuff of a test cricket would be fucking amazing. Yeah. 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 Stone played. Stone if, played if I was going to pinpoint one, it'd be Waz. Was... Yeah. Oh, I tell you who was <laughs> Jimbo. Sorry, just to just to cut in there. There's there's two more I can think of. George Worker when he played for K and D. I don't know if it was. Oh, I can imagine team. that was an. Ex- it was. He, he scored seven tons in a row, didn't he, or something like it that? It was disgustingly good. Like he was horrendous, and I think K and D won the won the league that year. Uh, to be fair, people forget as well um, that Alex Phillips for them. Also scored like seven hundred runs great in the season. Player. Great, Very, great player. He's, he's, yeah, but like George Worker was ridiculous, and I remember as well. I never played the game, but I remember the lads talking about it. And I think, to be fair, Muz, if you speak to Leachy, he'll tell you about it. Where they faced uh, Muhammad Yusuf, and he was he was a Pakistan Test cricketer at the time, playing for for Smevik. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so that's that's a bit of a that's one like wow. Yeah, you think the guys who I'd probably mention is bowling at who. I just, I just never thought I was going to get him out. He's probably someone like Richie, Richie Oliver. Just, what a player! I oh, just, and it, it would go three sixty, would go all over the ground, but he just hit the ball so hard. And you can tell from like the couple of years he had at Worcester, like he was really getting somewhere with Worcester, wasn't he? So he, um, unbelievable player. Yeah. And then, and then, and then you, you look at someone like Ed Foster, and what just, a player again! Such, yeah, what a player! Such a good player. And like I don't know, we only played him in really like twenty twenties and, and 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 that. But just seeing seeing him bat, he was just a proper batter. Eddie Foz, when I first joined Shrewsbury, was the biggest joke ever. I remember him ringing me on my prom night to drop me to the twos, and it was absolutely fine. Like it was absolutely fine. <laughs> I had no problem with it. I was like, Eddie, you can talk to me. You could call me at half past four in the morning and I'd pick up my phone. It's in not all, a 
In all seriousness, Jimbo, that's a great question. We, we could do a podcast about the best players we've played with and against. We've yeah. got a whole podcast. We've played, like, genuinely, someone like Ed Foster, what a cricketer. And, and you know, as, as, as Sam said, Richie Oliver again, what a cricketer. And, and you know, we could go on, we could go on all night. So the final question, <laughs> I like the idea for the podcast, but the final question, and I just want one name and we'll go around the Zoom, is the best player to come out of Shropshire? I'm, I'm going to go... Sam Whitney. John <laughs> O'Whitney. <laughs> Tell me. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go... I, I, I'm probably going to go with what I think in the next four or five years where his career could go. Is I'm going to probably go Joe Clark. Yeah, hundred percent for what for what he's doing at the moment in all over the world. Hundred percent. No, I've said, that, I've said that most. You can't take it. So. Uh, uh, being Rob. a club man, <laughs> being a club man, I'm going to go with um, God rest his soul, Brian Perry. Um, the guy just did unbelievable things for club. Did it, did it for Shropshire as well, and I'm sure he could have gone on and played a higher level. So yeah, God rest his soul, Brian Perry. I think I'd be a bit, a little bit of a disgrace if I didn't mention his name. Mm. Oh, I thought I was going to go last. I was waiting to see what Muzz said. Oh, right, do, you um, want a good, do you want Muzz to go first? Muzz, have you got yes. yours or not? Oh, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. I'm, good. Them, I'm with Sam. I'm with Sam Joe Clark by a long way. Um, not, even, not even close for me. I'm gonna you, you're going to stay on party lines and go Jimmy Taylor or? I, to be fair, Jimmy Taylor, I remember playing school cricket against Jimmy Taylor and he was a he was a joke, but I'm going to go to a lad that I I like, and I think he's got a massive future in the game if he carries on the way he is. And I'm going to go Ed Barnard. Yeah, what a cricketer! Good shouts and some fantastic cricketers there, and a great place to end our listener questions. And I think, yeah, definitely going to be something that we'll carry on. So if you do have any questions or anything you want us to set the lads, just let us know, and uh, we'll get it sorted. And we move on to our penultimate section, which is transfer news. So transfer news. So there's been quite a few transfers. We've had Dave Laird, Ryan Lockley confirmed to Oswestry. We've had Andy Harrison finally go to Wem. Ben Parker confirmed to Kidderminster. The main one for me, Mohit Kale overseas going to Wem. Big signing for you guys. Yeah, well, uh, hopefully it will be quite green and full of nutrients. <laughs> so bad. But anyway, anyway, that. we'll move that on. Oh, yeah. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. I'll be, I'll be serious. I'll be serious. So rolling off the transfers, we've had Zahid Kafiat, who's gone from Old Hill to Barnard's Green. Richard Kimberlin from Kidderminster to Bromsgrove. Connor Smith, as we mentioned in the last one, from Kidderminster to Bromsgrove. Also Perry Derrick from Leamington Spa to Dorridge. Mohamed Talugdair. Tal- Go on. Go on. <laughs> Mohamed Talagdare from uh, West Bromwich Dartmouth to, Dor- to Dorridge. Edward Bragg to, from Dumbleton to Hales Owen. <laughs> I've absolutely murdered these names. Yeah, I'm really sorry, guys. <laughs> Josh Baker to, from Aswood Bank to Kenilworth Wardens. Also to Kenilworth Wardens, Nalan Chowan, Aaron Patel, who have both moved from Bark Green and Berkswell. We've got Callum Bennett, who's gone from Earlswood to Kidderminster. Vikai Das, who's gone from Ford Houses to Kidderminster. Nathan Hooker from Cheltenham to Leamington Middle, Spa. You miss Middle. James Middleston from Warsaw to Nolan Dorridge. Ben Griffin from Mosley to Ombersley. Richard Jones from Berkswell to Ombersley. Ryan Lockley from Hellsow to Oswestry. 
David Laird from Sentinel to Oswestry, James Harris from Penkeridge to Pelsall, Omar Massoud from Smethwick to Warsaw, Craig Heath and Andy Harrison both going from Sentinel to Wem, Shazer Ali from Aston Manor to West Bromwich Dartmouth, Fahad Sabir to from Dorridge to West Bromwich Dartmouth, George Scrimshaw to has gone to Kenilworth Wardens, Ali Zarab Asif has become Kenilworths overseas, Ben Twig is committed to Kidderminster for 2021. And the also, big news... I've heard something about that, Jimbo. So a lad that I played cricket with for the fire service told me that they've just signed him and he lives in Essex. Mm. So I'm not sure if that's true. Oh, no, they put it Do on their Twitter. Oh, he's gone, has he? Yeah. He's got oh. bowl, he is. And the big one is Moet Kale has become Wems overseas. So some interesting signings there, guys. Anything that jumps out to you? Richard Jones, James Middleton, Ben Griffin. I would say James Middleton is the best signing of the whole winter. K and D were looking for a keeper. I think they had a keeper. I'm not Phillips, sure. The Alex Phillips kept, I think. Well, no, Phil- yeah, Phillips the keeper. Yeah, sorry, he didn't. Yeah, he is a keeper, but he didn't keep. Yeah. But James Middleton's a good keeper as well. Good keeper. Yeah, fact, yeah, yeah. Good bloke as well. Ben Griffin as well. Richard Jones is an ex-professional cricketer. He's going to be playing at Ombersley, which is a hard place to bat anyway. So you know he's going to be taking a rock of wickets. Mm. But yeah, some 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 teams, you know, Bromsgrove, Kenilworth. I think know, Bromsgrove West Bromwich, Dartmouth, really well. I mean, when uh, being I very active. Bromsgrove. Yeah, I think a couple of young lads gone to Bromsgrove, and they're really good signings as well. I know we mentioned it earlier a little bit, um, mm. but I think I think there's been it's been a really strange winter, hasn't it, for clubs where you know you've, it's not been a winter to go out and commit all out to a player or whatever because nobody knows what's going to happen. But I think some clubs have done some really good, I hate to call it business, but some, some good business, really. It's, it's, mm. uh... I, reckon, I reckon there might be a few more. I reckon mm. once, once that deadline kind of goes and says, you know, we're, if they say we're going to be playing, I reckon there might be a couple of more sneaky ones. So. What, what, what is the deadline for transfers on players? Is it still 31st of March? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, it, yeah. it usually is, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's Ari, no. Ari, if you, if you sign any more, mate, you, you won't get a game. So mm. I don't think I'm getting a game at the moment. <laughs> for, uh, you, you've got three. In. Div three. Div three, Shropshire League. You've got the gloves, mate. You've got the You're opening the bat in Andy. I'll come and bowl some offies. I'll come and bowl some offies for you, Jim. They're steady, mate. And we'll move ourselves on to our final subject. Yeah, so another podcast comes towards its end. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can listen to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast on Twitter. Search at Cow Corner Pod and Instagram and Facebook at Cow Corner Podcast uh, using the hashtags hashtag Cow Corner and uh, hashtag Cow Corner BDPCL for the Birmingham League Show variant. It's, uh, wow, once again, thank you guys for listening, especially if you've made it all the way through to here. I know I've got a mammoth amount of editing to do. It's, it's been a great night, and hopefully the last time we see ourselves on Zoom. And the next one is the big pre-season preview, where we go fully in-depth into each team's uh, chances throughout the season. So if you are a member of a team and you want us uh, to go in a bit more depth, send us some information and we can uh, 
get that on in the next podcast. The other thing is, for those of you um, who were signed up for the Cow Corner Golf Day, unfortunately, the Cow Corner Golf Day is postponed. This is due to um, just just government restrictions and the availability of the golf course itself. But we will be going on later on in the year. Uh, new bat stickers and merch is coming will be coming out soon and yeah we've got loads of other things going on at cow corner and some really exciting stuff we're going to hopefully get some more video content we're going to be doing all these birmingham league podcasts throughout the season and we'll hopefully get will on the next one and maybe even we'll get a few guests on as well throughout the season mix it up make it a bit of fun but um uh, i know that this covid time has been a hard time for everyone and uh, we've all lost uh, someone well, we've all lost people close to us and every club has, but Schiffnell have lost someone else who's been quite a big special person in the Shropshire scene themselves. And I, I think, uh, Chris, uh, I think we'll kind of round it off with uh, some words about Brian. Yeah, I mean, um, almost not entitled to speak, really. Um, you know, Brian was a member of Schiffnell for so many years. Um, he was a Shropshire football coach heavily involved with the ECB to a level that, you know, I I don't really understand. You know, I, I was lucky enough to be, to go to his funeral a couple of weeks ago, as Sam was. Um, Sam was, a, Sam was a guy that, you know, as a 13, probably 11 year old, maybe that Brian coached. And, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure Sam, Sam could speak equally as well as me that, you know, he, he gave, he gave Sam a grand in the game that, really introduced him to the game and that made him made him want to play the game. Um, you know, we went to the funeral the other week and guys like Kevin Sharp and uh, so many other guys uh, were there that would, you know, name Brian as one of the biggest influences they ever had. Um, so, you know, really sad. Brian passed away in January. Um, Schiffnell, you know, he was such a big part of Schiffnell. If anyone's ever watched a game at Schiffnell, he was, a, he was sat next to the scoreboard. It, it didn't matter what the game. It was an under-11 game, a first-team game, a second-team game, a game that didn't involve shift, and it didn't matter what it was. He loved cricket. It, cricket was his love, and um, he'd be there watching. And um, the fact that even slightly anyone like me is able to pass comment on that is, is a real privilege to me. And um, rest in peace, Brian. You're a great man. Rest in peace, Brian. He was my he was my county coach from when I was 10, 11 years old, and probably my biggest influence as a cricketer and you know I look, I look back and I've been coached by a lot of people but he's the one that really sticks out and and like things just like that Brian used to teach us he, they they just stick because you know like he was he, he was you know he was firm but but fair he was uh he was a proper old school coach but you know you you always turned up on time you always you, you, you never messed around with Brian he was he was a proper coach, but you know he always wanted the best out of you. And I think he was just—he was just one of those guys who, you know, you just stick with. And um, just walking around the boundary at Shiffnell last year, just uh, seeing him up in the corner and just having a chat with him, and like I'd—I'd I'd, I'd have to run around the boundary to go and put my pads on because I'd just be talking to Brian for too long because he just—you know—just for a guy like that to give you advice and you know just tell you things about the game and stuff like that you just listen you just sit there and listen and uh, he was a, a great man and a really good coach and he just did so much for Shropshire cricket and 
you know, he's going to be missed by so many. And yeah, rest in peace, Brian. Top man, top man. Fantastic. Couldn't say it better ourselves. And this, our thoughts of everyone at Coil Corner Podcast is to anyone who's lost anyone during this uh, terrible pandemic, really. And yeah, I, I think that's a perfect way I to end it. it. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the next podcast. It's going to be, hopefully we'll all be together and uh, it's going to be a great laugh. And uh, yeah, please share the pod, get it around. Let's build this podcast up and Thank you very much, guys. And I can't wait for the next one and bring on the season, eh? And uh, all I'll say is thank you very much, Harry. Cheers, James. Thank you very much, Muzz. Cheers, lads. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you. And thank you very much, Swifty. Cheers, boys. Pleasure. And thank you very much for you guys for listening. This has been another episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.